This is The Last Takes presented to you by Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and I'm Anthony. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We'll get a quick recap of the Nebraska-Illinois game and a quick preview for the Minnesota game this upcoming Saturday. College football playoff rankings came out yesterday. We'll give our little um, opinion about those. College football pick them list down the row, and then a brand new segment that we're going to introduce today called the Matchup of the Century, where we pretty much compare eras of football teams and we'll put them head-to-head. Today, we're talking about the 2001 Miami Hurricanes and the 2004 UFC Trojans. So with that, let's get into it. All righty, so Nebraska got embarrassed by Illinois this past weekend. Let's just go around and give our quick thoughts about that. Dylan, what did you think overall? Uh, very disappointed. I mean, I feel like I've said that a lot this year. Just way too disappointed. And honestly, I just really felt like we were going to do better, and we didn't. And we looked good at first. Casey Thompson, other than the pick he threw at the beginning of the game, it was the right read. He was throwing to the only receiver that was open. And it's just unfortunate that was picked off. And then we were looking good. We scored a touchdown on the 55-yard uh, run by Volkolak, which was very, very good. And it just, it got the crowd into it. We got the stop that we needed and we got the ball back. And then it just went all downhill from there. Uh, Ramir Johnson dropping a wide open pass. And then we couldn't move the ball. And then Casey Thompson gets injured on a pick he threw. Not really his fault. He got clobbered on that play. That's on the offensive line on that one. It's just very disappointing. And then we we just couldn't move the ball in the second half. Chuba Purdy. He, he I have no bad, words. I have man. no words for him. He, we need to start Smothers if we're gonna if Casey's not healthy and just yeah. I'm just very very disappointed. Um, that's all I have. So the game was a disaster. Um, I'm not gonna blame Mickey for the loss on this. I don't think he's a head coach finalist for the job anymore. Um, yeah. Smothers needs yeah. You can to start. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll we'll probably talk a bit about the head coaching. Uh, we think there's going to be a head coaching search. We'll talk about that uh, later in the year. But for now, just looking at this game, uh, Nebraska, you know, things were going, looking all right. Took a 9-6 lead with about nine minutes to go in that second quarter. So we were saying, you know, offense, uh, I guess that, that drive that they scored on, uh, it ended in the 56-yard uh, touchdown pass to Travis Vokalek, but started back at their own seven-yard line. So to see him go 93 yards, and I believe it was just like five plays um, against that Illinois defense we were talking a lot about last week, we thought that, at least I did, I thought, you know, this could be this could be good here going forward. But then after that, they even forced a punt after that, but Casey Thompson then, or the interception following that, and then Illinois, two touchdowns right at the end of the half, and all of a sudden, it's 20-9. to nine. And then in the second half, just more things going wrong. Uh, another interception was thrown early there, but just ended up 26 to nine. So, you know, didn't score after nine, you know, the nine minute mark in the second quarter. And I get that it's a good defense, but when you've got the lead there, definitely a lot of, you know, expectations, I guess, uh, among fans at that point. So just disappointing after that. And Illinois now seven and one leading the Big Ten West. So good for them. I don't know the last time that, you know, they've been winning their division at this point in the season. Maybe one of you guys knows that, but I don't know the last time, but I think Illinois might be the favorite to win the Big Ten West now. Well, I think you have to say they are at this point. I say you have to because in second place is what, Minnesota? 
No, Purdue. Yeah. Purdue. Purdue's, Purdue's second right now. So and Purdue's a good team, too. Uh, have they played yet, or are they playing? They're playing later this year, so. So that might determine the win. We'll see. Uh, there's still a lot more to play out. But, yeah, you know, they're a good team, I think. Number 16, personally, I don't think they're the 16th best team. Like, I think there's more than 15 teams better than them in college football. That said, you know, they keep winning. If it wasn't for a close loss at Indiana, they'd be undefeated, could be even higher. So, you know, they're a good team. That defense, once again, from, I guess, the second half of the second quarter and then throughout the second half, they look pretty good. So they're a good team. But now for Nebraska, Minnesota coming to town this weekend. So that'll be interesting. We've got the 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, I guess I'll let you share your thoughts, Anthony, before we touch on that a little. It's a Nebraska thing to do where we had so much promise before kickoff and then had no hope when that final whistle was blown. But I would say as a defensive standpoint, like you come in with Chase Brown, one of the best running backs in all the country, and he had 149 rushing yards, which isn't bad. But like he did that in a short period of time, having 32 carries. So like we limited the big plays at least. And that was a good thing, I think, for our defense. But after Casey got hurt, it was just pretty much we're screwed. It was over at that point. It was over. Yeah, it was over pretty much after he got hurt. And Chubba did nothing afterwards. I I saw a tweet later on that day that said we only had 29 total yards of offense at the second half. So you just can't win football games when you're only having 29 yards totals. But enough of the Illinois game. Let's get into the Minnesota game. New week. Hopefully we can try and pull out with a win. But we'll see. I don't know how's it looking, Dylan. What do you think? Uh, it's not looking good. I'm just gonna be honest. It's all coming down to who we start. Casey Thompson was well, he was re- announced earlier today as a game time decision. I think we should just sit him and save him because we're going to need him if we even want even a slim shot to beat Michigan next week. And we have a very good Minnesota team coming to town. They're 5-3, and three, coming off a big win over Rutgers, limited to no points last week. They won like 31 to nothing. It's a very, Minnesota's a very good football team. There's a reason why they're a 16-point favorite on the road at Memorial. I, I, I can't, I'm having a tough time. I want to pick Nebraska, but I really just can't. I think Minnesota's just the better team. Mo Ibrahim is a very good running back, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. It just Minnesota's the better team. I have to. I haven't seen enough from this defense. Defense has been all right, but the offensive lines just keeps screwing us over. Uh, I got to take Minnesota. They'll win close. I, I do think Nebraska won't lose by sixteen, but I don't. I, I just can't see it with the Minnesota. But I'd say about like a 28 to 14, probably something like that. I don't see us really competing unless Casey Thompson plays. But even then, I just can't see us winning. So I'm picking Minnesota to win 28 to 10. Uh, Minnesota, that offense will just wear down Nebraska's defense, I think, as the game goes on. Uh, Obviously, the big question is who will start at quarterback for Nebraska? And can we stop the run? Charlie, what are your thoughts? I'm not going to make a score prediction just because I don't know who's starting because I think that does have an impact. If Casey Thompson doesn't start, I would probably say something closer to Mark's prediction. Like, you know, I don't think it'll be close. Minnesota, their defense is only uh, allowing 14 points a game this year. Had a good performance last week earlier against Michigan State. And you look, you know, Purdue, Illinois, Penn State, they gave up. That was a big, you know, 45 points to them, but they got a good defense. So Casey Thompson needs to play if Nebraska wants to keep this close. Um, but right now, I just can't see Nebraska winning, honestly, either way. So I like Minnesota here. I do. If if we're going to start a backup, please start Logan Smothers. Yeah. 
Say uh, Chubb of Hurdy. He's a good quarterback, but he was put in a tough to, a tough situation last week, and it's just he he just this doesn't have the right amount of experience. Logan Smothers started for us last year against he played he played against Iowa he played against Iowa, which he was the reason why we were winning. And for a big won. part of it defense too, but he was a big part of it. So I he's the better out of the backups in my opinion. Don't be surprised if we see like three different quarterbacks. If we're not starting Casey, I wouldn't be surprised if we might put like maybe Harburg or Richard Torres. I think Torres is redshirted, but so I, I, mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Purdy at least gets a possession in this at Purdy all. Purdy like, will get snaps. I I can almost guarantee it. Like, but was my thing about the Illinois game was that Smothers played for a possession and then got benched and never played again. And yeah, he did good on that drive too. Two, two possessions, he had two, I believe. In the second half, or the first I think half. so, but he got a limited amount of snaps, and he did good on what he played, but never came back. I don't know what the uh, decision-making was going on there, but, I mean, Minnesota's run game is one of the best in the country. 223 rushing yards per game, which is insane, just like Minnesota. So it was like Mark was saying, we just got to stop the run, and our defense did a good job of limiting the big plays, but I just don't see it happening. I Honestly, I just think the season's quite dead. It's it's not impossible to get to a bowl game because we can only lose one more game, and that is to Michigan, which I believe will happen. But I don't know. It's just pretty much a win-out type of season, and I don't see it happening against Minnesota. I mean, if we win this weekend, it might change, but, at, but I, don't, I don't see us winning. There, there's, the just, there's just a not a lot of hope as there was early in the year, so... I don't know. At this point, I will take four and eight. Yep, we're we're talking about this earlier. We'll take four and eight, but with a win against Iowa, like that itself is a season to be celebrated or celebrated about. I don't know. And there's just a lot of a lot of stuff that's going to happen over the off season. So, yeah, you never know. We'll see. It'll be a very interesting off season. Yeah. So, well, that's it for the Cornhusker talk. We'll take a little break with here, and then Dylan will take control. back to the last take so we're first before we go into the pick and we're going to talk about the college football playoff rankings which came out last week uh the top four number one tennessee number two ohio state number three georgia number four clemson so then you have five at michigan six alabama tcu seven oregon eight nine usc ten lsu so what are you guys are thoughts on that uh go ahead and go first charlie yeah so as always, definitely uh, disagree with some things on here. I think everybody does uh, every week, really, when these come out. Um, top three, I agree with. I think Tennessee, with the ranked wins that they have, should be number one. Ohio State at number two. I think you could argue that they're better than Tennessee, but just not as many ranked wins as Tennessee is why I think that they have them behind them. Uh, Georgia at three. I uh, think that gives the dogs some motivation going into this week now behind Tennessee. Uh, after I mean they had been number one earlier uh, so we'll see how that plays out defending national champions haven't lost uh, a game yet obviously and then I disagree I think Michigan should be above Clemson I think just when you watch the two teams Michigan's a better football team Clemson you can make the argument they have more ranked wins however the ranked wins are against teams that I think are as good NC State Wake Forest Syracuse is a good team um, but I personally think Michigan's dominant win over Penn State, 41-17, to 17, is better than any win Clemson has. And I just think when you 
again, when you watch those teams, Michigan's the better football team. It'll be interesting. Michigan plays in a more tough conference, too. So I don't mean to jump in, but like yes. Michigan plays in a better conference. But, yeah, but I think what really hurt Michigan was that they're non their non-conference conference schedule is so bad. They played. You have Colorado State open up the year. Then they played Hawaii. They okay. open. They I think they opened with Hawaii. E- but either way, they played those teams, mm-hmm. and then they played UConn, who at that time was really bad. I mean, they picked it up now, but UConn's still one of the worst teams in all the countries. And then Clemson played like Furman, and then Louisiana Tech. So like Georgia just, Tech too. So then Georgia, it's still yeah. a Power Five school. It's better than Michigan. But, but I, th- I just think strength of schedule. Because you got to think about you got to think about what the committee does with this. Is that strength of the schedule is important to this format? Is what they do. And Clemson has a little better strength of schedule than what Michigan does. That could have screwed Michigan over, in my in my opinion. But yeah, I, I also think kind of to add on to that, the the lack of big. There's only how many Big Ten teams are here. That's going to hurt Ohio State and Michigan down the stretch here. Uh, but when you compare that to the SEC and other conferences, only four. Yeah, yeah. only there's a wide a lot more. I guess Wisconsin's normally a normal one, and they're kind of not very good this year. Oh, yeah, Iowa's not, typically not ranked. So, yeah, I, I mean, guess. that's going to that's going to hurt them. And but, then, sorry. But also, I mean, I'm not trying to interrupt here, but those four teams that are in the Big Ten are Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State and Illinois. You know, those are the best four teams in the conference. So it's otherwise than that. They're all bad. Michigan State's bad. Nebraska, who actually had hopes for this. Bad Wisconsin, bad Maryland's Iowa, bad. getting there. Maryland, it, decent. They're, get, they're they're getting there. They're decent, but I, they I don't know. You never know. But they beat Wisconsin this week. You never know. Yeah, yeah. But it's just my mind, the Big Ten is way weaker than any conference this year. So the West, especially the West. especially the just West. the West, definitely just the West. So it's only the West that's pretty kind of trash. But go ahead, Mark. What are your thoughts? So you know, we normally don't think of Syracuse as a football school, but this year they've been playing really well, so I think I I like to see that twentieth ranking. You know, you normally think of Syracuse as a basketball school, but otherwise I think the rankings are pretty solid. Okay, uh, I think this is very interesting too. Liberty, they're ranked in the AP top twenty-five, and they're not in the college football playoff rankings. Get NC State out of there and replace yeah, Liberty. <laughs> but if Liberty has a big game, we'll be predicting this game later. But um, they're playing Arkansas this week. That's going to be a very big game for them. If they win, they will be in the top twenty-five college football playoff. But I, I think they'll be in it next. Honestly, week. I think they're the first team out of this. I think they're twenty-six in my opinion. Yeah. I'm so happy to see Oregon State rank. They deserved it. They've played really good all year. Wake Forest uh, and NC State, get them out, please. They, they're going to lose yep. eventually. Actually, in fact, they play each other this week anyways. So um, you got Syracuse, like you said. They deserve to be ranked Tulane. They're a little high but they're at 19, but they're still a good team. They deserve to be ranked. It's just a little too high. Texas, I, I know I'm going back down, but Texas, I'm a little... I think if they're going to be ranked, they should be 25th. Switch UCF and Texas, or switch out Texas with um, uh, Liberty. But Oklahoma State, they're fair. North Carolina, they they haven't lost lately. They're a little high, I think. Illinois is a good spot. Penn State's a good spot. Utah, good spot. K State jump a lot of spots. Like I know this AP too, but like big win. Big. I I mean they beat Oklahoma State. UCLA is fine. Ole Miss, they they're getting back into it again. LSU. And that's what Where I was going to Where did they come well, from? Well, that's what I was going to talk about. Unranked the 10th. Just because, Basically in two weeks. And that is a two-loss team in the top 10. And if they beat Alabama this weekend, they're likely going to the SEC championship. I think yeah. they will. Because they'll take number um, one in the division. So If they win out, they're going to be in the college football playoff, I think. 
I, I they'll mean, be the first. It's tough. Two it's tough in my mind. I just well, you got to think so. too, because Oregon and UCL, USC will probably face face off for the. I, I'm the taking a two. Wolf. I'm taking a two loss LSU team over a one loss. Me too. USC or Oregon. <laughs> Me too. Easily. But, and you got so like we said, number nine USC, number eight Oregon. Those are fine. Those are good spots. TCU seven. They've been there for weeks. I know we've been to, in the they, AP. They bowl. jumped up a spot, didn't they? Or I, I, think I think if they did jump, they jumped yeah, one. I don't know, but I mean they haven't lost a game yet. And then so. Alabama at six, and then we kind of went over one through five. But so, it's just I I like the rankings. I do agree with you with Clemson and Michigan. I do think Clemson's non-con was a little better than Michigan's, but. On paper, Michigan's better, yeah. in my opinion. So I don't like four and five, but I mean it's not the end of the world. I mean it'll probably switch. It'll probably change up next week, anyways. Well, everything is going to play out because Ohio State has to play Michigan, Tennessee plays Georgia, Alabama plays LSU. So yeah, so that's, this, week, this week is huge, um, and then you got the rest of the year too. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy with the rankings. Um, just some small things, but it's not, it's, again, it's not the I end said, of the world. You, you were saying the small things I like at the very end, which honestly isn't really a big of a deal because obviously Texas at 24, a three-loss team, isn't, isn't, end isn't, of the world. isn't probably ever going to get into the college football playoff. But They won't. No, I mean, so my side of this, honestly, Michigan at five, it's, it's a good spot, at least for me, because again, you guys could make the case of how Clemson and Michigan should switch. But honestly, Michigan is screwed right now with this five position because they're riding the shadow of Ohio State and then they'll eventually play at the end of the year. If they beat Ohio State, who knows what will happen. But they have to beat Ohio State because they can win out and then Ohio State could win out. And then whoever wins that game's eleven and over says eleven is in it. So honestly, Michigan's kind of screwed over with this. TCU sitting at seven. I think it's actually a good spot for them because yeah, they're the lowest ranked undefeated team at seven because Alabama was the first one loss team, but obviously their one loss was to the number one team in the country. But I I mean, it's a good solid ranking overall. It's just it's just going to be very very interesting now since this is in our picture of how the season's going to play out because one and three. Two and five will play each other. Six and ten are playing each other this week. Eight and nine will eventually face ev- off. Ev- hopefully, eventually face off unless one of these teams choke it off. But honestly, I don't see it happening. Oregon's playing really good. USC is USC. They have all the talent in the world. And Lincoln Riley and Heisman candidate Caleb Williams. TCU is honestly also in a screwed up position because they're undefeated. And they, they might even not even make it if they went out. They, so. No, they have to win out. They, they might yeah. if they even want a shot. They, if they want a, a shot in this, and if the Big 12 wants a representative, TCU has to win out and win in the Big 12 championship and maybe not even get in. I, I, I want to quote my friend here, Caleb. Um, he was talking about how the Big 12, they just like to cannibalize themselves. Same thing with the, uh, the Pac-12. They always screw, they just beat, beat each other up so much. And they never can make the playoff. And I just feel like, at least more with the Big 12, Big 12 makes it a little more. But the normal Oklahoma is not in it this year. I mean, we lost, we seen it last year. We had two 10 and two teams, basically. And it was just like, like, like it, la- they just cannibalize themselves. They just last year they beat each other. Last up year, so in the much. Big, last year in the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma had to get it in in the end zone. Remember, and then Baylor made a last Oklahoma State, yeah, yeah, on fourth and goal. Last second play and almost got it. Literally one inch away, but no. Baylor had to make that tackle to win the Big Twelve, get in the Sugar Bowl, and then there's no representative in the Big Twelve. So it's just very interesting how this is all going to play out, especially how one through nine or one through eight in my mind is going to work out. So there's, I'd say just one through ten. 
I'd say because all of them th- have a shot this year. All of them have a shot. So I'm the type of person that likes to do these hypotheticals and think ahead. So I'm just gonna. I've just been thinking like about all the, all the different things that could happen, and I think that when you look at Georgia, Tennessee, one of those teams is gonna lose. So. I don't know. I'm just saying if Georgia beats Tennessee, Ohio State beats Michigan, that probably eliminates Tennessee and Michigan if other teams win, I would say. Um, but like Clemson, they could lose to Notre Dame. Um, and that would be that would definitely hurt their chances too, even with one loss as an ACC champ. Um, yeah, the ACC is not just that Just because the ACC isn't on the level of the SEC for say. They're facing North Carolina most likely or uh, Duke in the and uh, the ACC Is Duke up there. I didn't even Duke's realize Duke second was that hot in the uh, coastal. So that'll be interesting. And then yeah, Oregon USC. I mean, both those teams. I guess Oregon did lose to Georgia and USC lost to Utah. First week so. and USC lost to Utah. So really, I mean, those two teams. Oregon they, as a Pac-12 champ, maybe one loss or. USC. They. I think if it's going to be one of them, it's going to be Oregon if they're going to make it. They have. They would have to win out and win the Pac-12 against USC. So. Would you take a one-loss Oregon, uh, Pac-12 champ, or two-loss LSU SEC champ? LSU. Okay. So. They play in a much more difficult conference and have a better strength of schedule. So uh, that'd probably put so, like LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, and TCU would be. But the four. but we'll see how this goes because there's also another conversation of how there could be three. SEC yeah. teams in here because I was I was watching Get Up earlier today. Let's say Georgia beats Tennessee, Georgia and Alabama face, and let's say Alabama beats LSU. Alabama and Georgia is SEC championship, but Alabama wins it. They're in. So here you have yeah, three one loss SEC teams who all beat each other up. I Tennessee think, loses, they're out. I think so too. Georgia. They lose in the, in the SEC championship. They, just, they if, might make it at Georgia, four. If Georgia loses to Tennessee, I think, I think they're three. out regardless. Georgia's out if they lose. Georgia's out if they lose. I think Tennessee can still find a way to sneak in if, if, if TCU, they lose to Georgia. Well, and T, I would take an undefeated TCU over a one-loss Tennessee. If t- yeah. TCU wins out and Tennessee doesn't even go to the SEC championship, I would That's take easy. TCU That's easily. That's easy TCU. So it's hard. Other teams are going to have to lose for three SEC teams to make it. Um, it's, it's just got to go the perfect scenario, and there's yeah. just so much to talk about. So, but yeah, um, yeah, we, we can talk, continue. We could talk about that weeks for and the weeks. Rest of the show. Yeah, so we need to get into the pick'em. Yeah, so this is college football pick'em this week. Um, the, I'm gonna go over the standings real quick. So number one is still me. I took, I kind of pulled away just a tiny bit. I have 55 in first. Second place is Anthony with 51. Third place, Charlie with 49. And Mark is in last with 44. Still in it. He's still within a week. I mean, we could all have bad weeks and you get back in it. It's a little less this week, I would say, because we're only doing eight games. So I just kind of spoiled that. doesn't matter. So first game, Baylor is going on the road to Norman. Take on Oklahoma. Uh, who you got, Anthony? Say Baylor has not really looked like the team that we were thinking of at the beginning of the year. Remember... BYU and Baylor, we thought that was going to be one of the games of the year, but it just turns out it was just a good game by two, two mediocre teams. By two mediocre off. teams. So, but Oklahoma's looking pretty good uh, these last couple of weeks. They're a win against Kansas and then a win over Iowa State. Dylan Gabriel's looking back to what he was like when he played uh, the first three weeks of the year. I don't know. It's just their defense has stepped up quite a bit. I mean, you allow 42 points to Kansas, but then only allow 13 Iowa State, who's also a poor offensive team. But um, Baylor's a little better team, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this one. I just think they're, they're going to get things done and uh, keep riding the wind train. 
Uh, I'm going the same way. Uh, give me, give me Boomer, Boomer Sooners. I think they're just the better team, in my opinion. Um, they just played be- They've played much better the past few weeks than I've seen from Baylor, from what I've seen. And just, yeah, I think Oklahoma's much better. And I, I just, it's at home for, it's in Norman. So yeah, just give me Boomer. I got Baylor. Charlie, what do you, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Oklahoma here. I think Baylor. They've kind of. We saw it against Oklahoma State. Um, they did have a good win, I guess, over Kansas. Which I mean, I think it's a good win. They Kansas looked good going into that. But Baylor, couple of uh, unfortunate losses. They then also lost to West Virginia and BYU. Just kind of like Anthony said, a little bit disappointing this year. Oklahoma was looking really disappointing and. I, I think you could still say they, they are disappointing after we saw them uh, here in Nebraska early in the year. And then they had, of course, the three straight losses after that. But I like Oklahoma to win this one. It'd be their third straight win. Uh, Baylor also going for their third straight win. Both these teams at five and three, but I'll take the Sooners here. Okay, so the next one. This is the biggest game of the year. This will decide who is the number one team in the country. Number one, Tennessee Volunteers are going on the road into Georgia. Number three in the country. Go ahead, Anthony. This is a very, very close game overall. I'm just looking at the ESPN uh, Power Index matchup predictor, and Georgia has a 74.5% chance of winning that. I just find that crazy of how high that is but obviously Tennessee you know the best team in the country for a reason averaging almost 50 points a game allowing 21 and they beat beat Alabama LSU Florida Kentucky saw a video the other week or other day of how um, this Tennessee team is kind of like the 2019 LSU offense of how explosive they are and how they can win the big games and not only win big games but blow them out like crazy uh, for me, this game comes down to what type of Stenson Bennett is he going to be? Is he going to be the one we saw last year that could win national championships? Is he, or is he going to be a one that's kind of... Why would he... The reason why he was a walk-on? Yeah. I mean, he has 2,349 yards on the year, which is insane. But the three picks to nine touchdowns is also a bad thing as well. It's going to be a very, very good game. That's the reason why they're calling it the game of the year. Kind of like how LSU and Alabama was in 2019, if I had to compare it to this. And they're playing this weekend, too. And it's saying not, they are playing. Not the, so. game of the, not the game of the year this time. Yep, but I don't know. It's really, really tough for me. It just depends on Stenson Bennett. But I'm going to go with the Volunteers in this one. I just think that Hendon Hooker... I think this will be a Heisman game for him if he's going to try and win it this year. Jaden Hyatt, he's going to go off. Just watch him destroy that secondary. I'm going to go with the Volunteers. Okay, I wouldn't say destroy, but okay. We both we both were looking there. We were like, this is a, I mean, it's not at the level that it is last year. I'll let you pick, but um, watch out for that defense still. Yeah, you can't, Tennessee, by far, they've looked so good. They, they, I agree, they're the number one team in the country. It's close with Ohio State, but the top three, honestly, is pretty close. But Tennessee, they, they've looked good all year. Georgia, they've had some close scares with Missouri. and Kent, I mean, they didn't look that good against Kent State. It's so hard to pick this. It's at Georgia, which is really tough to go into, and the Sanford, but give me the volunteers. I, I got I to gotta ride the Tennessee hype train. I think they're the better team, in my opinion. They've looked better all year. Just Hendon Hooker is a Heisman almost front runner at this point, and it, just seeing last week being able just to blow out not an easy Kentucky team to play. 
They they like to stay close in games, and they blew them out easily, like forty to six, right? So forty four to six. Well, and it was so, the same thing against LSU. That's a good football team, and as you see beat. now, they just beat them. It wasn't even close. So. Yeah, and they beat Alabama. So Tennessee did. So yeah. I mean. I just I, I like the volunteers keep that hype train going and for their quest for a national championship. So yeah, go ahead, Mark. So I'm picking Tennessee to win. Um, the Vols have one of the best resumes in college football this season, and the Vols also have five AP top twenty-five wins this season. Charlie, what do you think? So once again, everyone has picked Tennessee just as it was. Uh, I like Tennessee. I always have. Um, and what were you seeing earlier? If we all pick Tennessee, what well, were you going to do? It was so that's what I did again when they played Alabama. You guys all picked Tennessee, and then I took Alabama. They lost the game. Uh, I talked a lot about, and I've talked about it a lot this this entire season. But Tennessee speed on the outside, those receivers. Alabama, they gave up 52 points. Alabama's only allowed. I saw this stat uh, last night. They've only allowed 14 touchdowns this season or no it's either 13 or 14 seven of them against Tennessee which is just you know it's the speed on the outside for Tennessee however Georgia has a better defense I think they have it's not like I just said not at the level that it was last year the reason why they won a national championship last year the reason they won the national championship last year um, but it's still a good defense. I think it's better than Tennessee's defense. It just that's going to be the matchup right there. Can they stop Tennessee enough? And the game, of course, is in Athens, so a lot of hype there. And another thing that I mentioned earlier: Does Georgia feel a little bit disrespected at number three, the defending national champions? Um, this actually reminds me a lot of when Clemson. Uh, you were just kind of saying three. The top three are pretty close, and it reminds me a lot of 2019 when there was LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. They all went undefeated during the year. That can't happen this year because Tennessee and Georgia are playing. But it reminds me a lot of that because Tennessee, a lot of similarities to that LSU team with the explosive offense. Ohio State is number two, just like they were. And then Georgia, compare them to Clemson. They're defending national champions undefeated, but number three. So it's just, uh, you know, it reminds me a lot of that season. But It's a good comparison. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that as you, as Anthony mentioned that. But um, this is this is a tough one to pick. Since all you guys picked Tennessee, I'm going to pick Georgia. I think their defense stops Tennessee enough. I think Stetson Bennett makes enough plays. This is going to be another great game um, in the SEC this year, but I'm going to take the Georgia Bulldogs here this weekend. Okay. So the next game, Liberty, number 20-something. They the aren't AP. ranked in the AP. In the AP, they are 24. They are, they're 24 or 25. Somewhere. The I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. I did a do good research. Um, they're ranked in the AP Top 25. It's going on the road into Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Who you got, Anthony? I'd say Arkansas is looking a little better now, beating BYU and beating Auburn, but Liberty is sitting here at 7-1 like holy cow. But I know we talked about this last week because they were on the pickums against BYU because because they haven't really faced a lot of good competition besides Wake Forest, and they lost by one, but they had to come back in the end. Uh, then a four overtime win against Southern Miss. So once again, that I don't know if this, this is the game that the lack of the schedule or lack of strength schedule for Liberty bites them in the butt and that Arkansas can take this. But I'm going to go with the Liberty Flames in this one. I'm calling this my upset pick once again. I just don't trust Arkansas. I mean, yeah, they're flying under the radar with a 5-3 and three record and they're doing a little bit better. But I don't know. I don't know if I can trust Arkansas. So I'm going with Liberty to beat them. Okay. I want to be different. I'm going to take the Razorbacks. I just feel like 
SEC school, they've played much better teams, in my opinion. I'm not saying Liberty hasn't played anybody. They have. They've well, played well up until last week, they hadn't played anybody. Pretty much. But Except Wake Forest. And yeah. Wake Forest is still... It's Wake Forest. It's still a Power 5 school. It might be better than BYU. Uh, they are. No. I, th- I think I think Wake Forest, Forest is better okay, than BYU. Okay, they haven't played anyone really good but like that exactly. those are decent teams yes. we'll say yeah and i just feel like arkansas has played way better teams yeah i mean their only bad loss i really think is a&m that's their only like really bad loss this year arkansas. i just realized both these teams have played byu yeah actually yeah, yeah. i just saw that so here. so but <laughs> i i, I want to be different I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the razorbacks i'm gonna take liberty here uh, i just can't trust the arkansas defense what do you think charlie I'm going to go with Dylan on this one. Take Arkansas. Uh, I guess that put them at 6-3 and three on the year. Tough SEC conference there. Defense, I guess, you know, they're allowing in that tough SEC conference 31 points a game. But Liberty, they are 7-1. I picked, I picked BYU at Liberty last week. So we'll see if Liberty proves me wrong again. But I don't see it happening. So I like Arkansas. Okay, next one. I changed this out with one of the other games. Oklahoma State is going on the road into Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks, who had a hot start to the year but have yet to win again after losing to TCU. So we got. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one. I believe that Kansas is not looking good as we used to. I remember the stat line that I saw back. It was the same year they started in 5 0, I think in 2009 or 2008. They went 5 0 and they went 5 7 the rest of the year. I honestly see that with this team as well because. Their defense is allowing 439 yards, and their offense only has 419. I don't know. Both these defenses are quite bad. But Oklahoma State, you know, they're looking for a bounce-back game against Kansas State, which they got blown out by a backup quarterback named Will Howard. But uh, Oklahoma State's just a better team. I honestly don't believe in Kansas much anymore, so give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the same way. Give me Oklahoma State. I feel like they're going to play angry. They they want to make up for that horrible loss last week to Kansas State, and I feel like they're just going to take it out on Kansas. Don't be surprised if this is a blowout. I, I just think Oklahoma State's the better team. Just I'm gonna just give me I'm gonna take the Oklahoma State offense. That offense is super good, and the Kansas defense will not be able to keep up with them. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas loses out this year. They have a really tough schedule the rest of the year. So give me Oklahoma State. Say and Oklahoma State has to win to try and keep their Big Twelve championships hopes alive right now. I almost said they're out, but I mean they can just try to they're, keep up. They're, they're still in it because they're third right now in the Big Twelve. Yeah, but but a lot of things have to happen. But yeah, give me give me the Cowboys. Yeah, bounce back. I got Kansas in this game. Uh, Charlie, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe maybe I haven't been watching these. Two, I mean, I haven't watched these two teams as much probably as you guys. But um, I think both teams are going to be playing playing angry this week. Kansas uh, losing three straight games, and then Oklahoma State after that abysmal performance last week against Kansas State. So I think both teams have something are looking to prove uh, something this week. Oklahoma State ranked number eighteen at six and two. I mean, yeah, I think Kansas at home that you know. It's always good playing at home. This is interesting because you mentioned maybe Kansas defense. Uh, Their defense wouldn't be able to match up with the uh, Oklahoma State offense, but Oklahoma State's defense, they really have not looked good. They've given up over 40 points a game uh, the past four games they've played. Um, They had the double overtime game against TCU, so I guess it took two overtimes in that one. But yeah, I mean, I I could honestly, I think this is going to be a close game, uh, closer I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I'm going to take Oklahoma State very close just because I do think that they're the better team. But Kansas, I wouldn't sleep on them. Uh, I think they're going to come ready to play. So the next one, 
Alabama is going on the road to Death Valley to take on the top 10 LSU Tigers who have two losses on the year. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think of how two years ago I went to this very same game. Obviously, it was COVID year and there's less fans, but it was such a fun atmosphere to be a part of. And then 2019, that was like this is the, this was the game of the year. I was gonna say 2020, didn't they get blown out? Last year they got blown out because LSU had a really bad year, and that's when now 2020, 2020 they got blown out. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Then 2020 LSU had a really bad year. Alabama was undefeated national champion that year. I don't know, in some way, I got to saw a national championship team some way. But anyways, back to this game right here. Alabama is is Alabama. They'll find wins. But this is LSU at night in Death Valley. That place is going to be Louisiana crazy. Like, you're talking Mardi Gras and New Orleans. Huh? Cajun. Exactly. So... LSU, you know, having the one lo- or having two losses, the one at the beginning of the year to Florida State, and then against Tennessee just a couple weeks back. But I can't go against Alabama. I just think they're the better team overall. Bryce Young will play good. That defense will shut down LSU's offense pretty much, I believe. So give me the Crimson Tide. Okay. I, this is my upset pick of the week. Give me LSU. I feel like they, they have a lot running on this game. This is pretty much the battle of the SEC West and whoever wins yeah, this the battle game, of the SEC West and the battle of the SEC East. So basically whoever wins this game will face off to the winner of Georgia, Alabama yep. or, or Georgia, um, Tennessee. So I just feel like LSU, I just, it's at death Valley nighttime crowds. Like you said, crowds going to be rocking this place. The place will be rocking. Uh, I'd like, I just feel like LSU can play. They, they look good. They've looked good almost all year. I mean, the, the one loss to Tennessee, and then what was their other one? Who the, was, the Florida State. Florida State. But that, that, that was the beginning of the year. That was the beginning of the year, and like just bad Florida, things happened for them. So. They've, they've, they've gotten team. a lot better since then. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like Jalen Daniels, and so just give me LSU. Get that upset. I also like LSU in this in this game. I like the upset. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, another. This is a great game. Uh, I I'm shocked that the spread is 13.5. I was just, I was I was just about to mention that. Yeah, that is. I mean, at at LSU. I mean, at night. That's that's pretty crazy. Um, I think Alabama, like like Anthony said, you can never count them out. I was saying that two weeks ago when they were playing Tennessee, or I guess three weeks ago now. But uh, LSU, they've gotten a lot better. They looked really good this past, uh, I guess now two weeks ago against Ole Miss. One at Florida the week before that. When you look at the common, uh, I'm just looking at this common opponent, which you sh- I don't like to do much, but Alabama did play Tennessee much tougher on the road um, compared to what LSU did against Tennessee at home. But I just think LSU has gotten a lot better. I could really see this one going either way. I just, I like Alabama slightly more. I'll take Alabama in this one. We'll have a split here. Yeah, so I guess that would put them, if they win this weekend, on on track to go to the SEC championship. But, I mean, you can never count them out when they're playing, or you can never count Auburn out. Maybe this year you can. We'll see. But I forgot to mention this. Bama has Ole Miss cut in two weeks, too. I forgot so, about that, yeah. too. I, yeah, I mean, I think this is their toughest game for sure remaining. On Ole Miss is still a good football team. I they, think so. They but, are. They but, are, but I think this is, you know, I, th- we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll take Alabama this week, though. Can never count these guys out. Close game. I think this will be another great game. I say, yeah, I just want to jump in real quick. You mentioned the common factor of Tennessee right here. Alabama lost 52-49, and then LSU obviously lost 40-13. to 
now is at home I, as yeah. well. So I usually just, don't like looking at that because matchups like are a big part. I don't you know, like it too. How do you match up against them? But but my thing is is that honestly Tennessee or Tennessee should have lost that game in my mind. They kind of got bailed out at the very end. But Alabama could have beaten Tennessee at that point. But it was it was Alabama's they own mistakes. No, they just missing a field goal. How many penalties much, did they have? Like uh, the most in Nick Saban's yeah. era, in the era of Nick Saban. So there Saban, you go. So it's like yeah, they, they, it's on them. They did. Yeah. It's part of. It's their fault missing the game-winning field goal. You can't do that. And then their defense just fell apart. Yeah. They allowed LSU to barely make the game-winning field goal. So it, it's just going to be a very close game. So. Yes, you never know. Uh, so the next one. Texas, the Longhorns are going on the road to take on who knows who's that quarterback for K-State. Uh, who you got? Say, I don't know. I, is Adrian Martinez clear to play yet? Do we know yet? I have no idea. Okay, so we'll, we'll say Will Howard is a starting quarterback right now, but Kansas State, a monster win over Oklahoma State, 48 nothing, and that just surprised me a lot. And then Texas obviously had the bye week last week, so they've been preparing for this game for quite a while. But Brett is 2.5 for Texas. I don't know. I'm kind of split by this pick, but I'm going to go with the Longhorns in this one. I just think this is... Big 12 football right here that some upset's going to happen. Deuce Vaughn right now is almost at 1,000 yards. I believe he probably gets there during this game but against the Longhorn defense. But Quinn Eris, he's got to protect the ball a little bit better. He only's thrown five picks on the year. But uh, with that extra bye week, I think that helps him a little bit more. So I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Not so fast. Give me K-State with either quarterback. I think they'll still win. I think they'll win with either quarterback under under center. So I like K-State. K-State looks better. They've honestly, I know Quinn Ewers is a very good quarterback, but I just feel like K-State's looked better all year, in my opinion. I like either quarterback under center. I think K-State can come out with a win both ways. And Texas is prepared. I've seen Texas is preparing for either quarterback. So you never know. Maybe the both of them will play. You never know. Um, I just like I just like K State. They've looked good, and I gotta I gotta kind of support um, Adrian Martinez. So give me K State. I'm picking. I'm also picking K State to win. Um, K State is the hottest team right now in the Big Twelve Conference. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, either them or TCU. TCU, you know, they're rolling right now. Uh, win over Kansas State a couple weeks ago, but uh, definitely a good win. This past week for Kansas State, big win over Oklahoma State. Texas, the extra week, how how ready they are this week. They should be uh, good to go. Spread, Texas favored in this one, uh, two and a half. But I, I honestly, I think this will be another close game. I think Quinn Ewers um, will have a good game against a Kansas State defense that's looked uh, really good. Shut out, of course, uh, this past week. And then earlier in the year as well, they, they look good. Really only TCU. And I guess Oklahoma had it. They they had good games, so they they have given up a few games, given up some points a few games this year. I could honestly see this one going either way, but I like Kansas State a little more at home to win this one. Just the way they're playing right now, I think I think Kansas State wins. Okay, Clemson versus Notre Dame. This is a very interesting game. It's just interesting how they play at the begin uh, this time of the year. But just give me give me the Tigers. I just see them way better than Notre Dame. That's just pretty much all I got to say. Clemson's the better team. Notre Dame's kind of struggled here and there, but I mean the the big win over Syracuse last week really helped them. But this is Clemson we're talking about, so just give me give me the Tigers. Okay, um, this is very interesting. At the beginning of the year, a lot of people say this was going to be a huge game. I mean, Notre Dame top ten starting the year, Clemson top ten starting the year. It's just like it's kind of like weird to see an unranked Notre Dame team because we thought they would be good 
I mean, it does they, help. They, they were they, five in the preseason against they Ohio They did lose State. Buckner, which is really tough for them. But they've really shown, they've really turned it around this year. I mean, they're five and three. It's a lot better than where they could have been, especially with those losses to Marshall. That, that was rough for them. And so this one's going to be close. I do believe that three and a half is good enough. It's on the road at Notre Dame, and that's a very tough place to play. But um, I just think, the Tigers are better. I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame wins. I mean, they, if they could pull off the upset, that would be huge. But I'd, I just I like Clemson a little more. And so uh, give me the Tigers. I'm I'm picking Clemson to win. Um, obviously, playing at Notre Dame is a very, like Dylan said, very tough or, uh, environment to play at. I think this game will be a blowout. I don't think it'll even be close. That's a bold pick right there. Notre Dame, they looked good last week at Syracuse. Um, Clemson. Notre Dame just impressed me way more, and they they are you know not they're unranked at five and three, and Clemson number four in the country, so that probably skews my opinion. But the way Clemson played against Syracuse, I mean Notre Dame, they looked really good, and Clemson, it's interesting their defense. Um, I think they have they have the front seven, which these last these last couple games they haven't really looked as good. Uh, Syracuse, Florida State, just the r- running the ball. So, and then on the other side, I, I really look at Notre Dame, uh, what their defense, what their uh, front seven can do against Will Shipley and the Clemson run game. I mean, yeah, it's both these teams. You know, it's a rematch of that great game we had two years ago, um, the COVID year, double overtime. Notre Dame uh, won that game. Fans rushed the field. That was pretty fun to watch. But I, I honestly think I think Notre Dame. I'm going to pick them to win this game. I think they're they're in, they're getting better as the season goes on. They did have a really ugly loss to Stanford, but other than that, you know, good win against BYU. Good win now against North Carolina, who's ranked. Remember, they beat North Carolina by double digits early in the year when we were kind of unsure still of what North Carolina was all about, and then a win over Syracuse last week. So they got some good wins. Um, so I like Notre Dame. I think this will be another great game, similar to the one two years ago but you guys all are taking Clemson so we'll see what happens but I'm going with the Irish in this one okay I had a feeling yeah that was gonna happen I I thought I thought it went it went through my head of like oh do I pick Notre Dame or not but and plus we saw that you don't want Charlie to pick Notre Dame (laughs) no not that but just the fact that it's at Notre Dame it's very interesting game yeah because it's it I know it's number four versus an unranked team, but like you said, Notre Dame is a very good football team. They've shown it. Other than the losses to Stanford and Marshall and uh, what was the other loss? Uh, They lost to Ohio State. Ohio State. So, like, I mean, it's still— They played well that game. I mean, their defense stopped a lot of Ohio They've just had some really bad games against Marshall and Stanford, which you obviously can't look past, but— I mean, they've they've also looked really good. So tough tough team to predict uh, for me at least. And the safe thing to do would probably be to pick Clemson, who's undefeated right now. And you know, I, I just like Notre Dame at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them this week. Okay. All right. So the last one. Let's be quick on this one. Doesn't have as much. I mean, it's the ACC and the same division as Clemson. So it doesn't matter. Already spoken. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. So quick. Uh, Wake Forest, NC State. Who you got? NC State. I got the home team in this one. I got NC State as well. I think that Wake Forest loss against Louisville looked really bad. I think they turned the ball over six times, eight times. Holy cow. Six in the six second in the half. Second. Yeah, so, I mean, you just can't turn the ball over. I know they'll do a better job of this game of holding on to it, but I'm going to go with the Wolfpack for once in my life. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, give me Wake. 
that's all I'm gonna say. I, it's so hard to pick them. I don't know who to pick. I really it's don't. These teams are not very good. I, I'm surprised they're, they're both so, ranked. They're so similar in some sort of way, which is interesting. Uh, I, but NC State doesn't have their their starting quarterback. They, oh, they he's don't? out for the rest of the year. When so, did he get hurt? A couple weeks ago. Before they played NC, before they played Syracuse, was he there when they played Florida State? Do you know? He might have got injured in that game. So um, they won that one. Yeah, he was. He got injured in that game, and then he didn't play against. He hasn't played since. So I, I, they've won games. Obviously, they're still ranked, but like beat Virginia I, Tech twenty two twenty one. It's not that impressive. Oh and Wake eight turnovers, eight turnovers last week. Really? This is such a lame but, game. Uh, this is a good last game to put on the pickums because there's not. This is a later game. Uh, just give me Wake. I, I just think Sam Hartman's better. Yeah, that, I think that's what I'll I'll, I'll take Wake. You, did you both pick? They took NC we State. We took NC State. I'll take Wake just because, like you said, Sam Hartman trust him more than NC State's. But I mean, Wake's favored too. But on the road, uh, MJ Morris is the starting quarterback right now for Wake uh, uh, NC State, which is a freshman. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Wake. So yeah, they just just <laughs> NC State didn't look that good. B- bounce back after the six turnovers last eight week. overall well, the second i i kept hearing the six in the second half but now i'm hearing eight so yeah, yeah. so i mean but bounce, yeah bounce back week for wake so that's a very mix of very interesting mix of games uh so now we're going to move on to the next segment um we'll be right back with matchup of the century All right, the brand new segment, Matchup of the Century. So what we're going to do with this segment, Charlie will originally host this, so but we'll take turns of like picking teams or if he wants to do it, whatever. So pretty much we compare two historic teams and put them head-to-head, and we pretty much think if these two teams are matchup, who would win? So today's edition, arguably the best team of all of college football, the 2001 Miami Hurricanes, will go up against one of the most explosive offenses we've seen of the 2004 USC Trojans. So we'll go around and we'll just make some notes. So Charlie, I'm gonna I'm interested in what you going to say first. So what are your thoughts of this matchup here? So yeah, I didn't really look uh, preview this too much, but we were talking about it just a little. I'm going to say that 2000, the 2001 Miami Hurricanes were the better team. I think they'd win uh, if these two teams were to play. And for me, I just look at all the players, and you can say, I guess, you know, who ends up in the NFL. That may not be the best way to judge it, but you just look at that 2001 uh, Miami Hurricanes team, both sides of the ball. I just, I'm looking at this. Their, their running backs were Clinton Portis, Frank Gore, and Willis McGahee. Frank Gore and Willis McGahee were freshmen on that, that team is, as well. That is a crazy backfield right there. And then you also have Andre Johnson, um, Jeremy Shockey, tight end, um, Ed Reed then on defense, Jonathan Vilma, so many guys on that on that team, both sides of the ball. I think I was looking at the defense too. You could argue, did every every single starter on that defense, I believe, may have, or close to every starter on that defense went to the NFL. Um, that, Pretty that, close, I yeah, would say. Yeah, that, that's crazy to me. Uh, the 2004 USC team, I don't think that defense compares to this one, really. Um, and, you know, you could argue that they did have the explosive offense. I think especially for that matchup, though, the USC offense against this Miami defense, I, I think I'd go with Miami's defense as well. So I think 2001 Miami, um, who I've also heard, and not that this should impact your opinion just by hearing it, but y- you really hear when people ask, who's the best college football team of all time? This is one of, I guess, the two that I've heard the most. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with 2001 Miami here. 
I like the 2004 USC Trojans. Reason being, I, I just, I like that Reggie Bush at running back and uh, Pete Carroll is their head coach. I mean, just, that's my reasoning. That That is very interesting of how you say that because I think that's the first time in my life I've actually heard that someone prefer USC over Miami. I, I, that, that's just interesting. That blows my mind, Mark. Not going to lie. Okay, I'll go next. Um, just interesting fact. Nebraska in 2001 faced off against Miami in the quote-unquote national championship that year in the Rose Bowl. I'm just saying. But I just do think that I just have to disagree with Mark. I, I just think USC, I'm not saying 2004 USC is not good. They were very good. Matt Leiner, they had, um, they had Reggie Bush. They had another quarterback that ended up going to the NFL. Matt Castle. Matt Castle. So, they're. I mean, some of the best USC quarterbacks of all time. I mean, Carson Palmer's up there too, but I mean, but like, but he he was a year before, yeah, before this. So I just think 2001 Miami, all of those players. Ed Reed is the big one I think of when I think of 2001 Miami. I also think, like we've all said, Jeremy Shockey. You you forgot to say Kellen Winslow. I mean, just like Vince Wilkfork too. Like I just I I can't I cannot pick 2001 Miami. I just, they're just the best, one of the best, if not the best team of all time. I mean, it's pretty close with like some of these other teams we might compare later. I say in, yeah. the, in the future, but like I I just I do think 2001 Miami is a lot better. It's just interesting because, I mean, one thing that wasn't said, I'll say here, my 2001 Miami outscored opponents 512 to 117. That is insane. Then USC Wild. 496 to 169. So, like, not it's only good. not only did these teams have good offenses, but they had ridiculous defense because, I mean, USC, I'll pull up their roster right here. I mean, once again, you mentioned... Matt Leinar, Matt Castle, Reggie Bush. Uh, Lindell White was also a really good power back for them. You, a lot of people think of USC, they think of Matt Leinar, Reggie Bush, but... I forgot to mention, I don't know, I forgot to mention this. 04, USC also said Steve Smith. That is also true. So On that offense. On the offense. It, it's just interesting. It doesn't compare... That offense, unfortunately, does not compare to that defense in 2001. No, that no. defense was incredible. And then, I'm not even going to say his name, Lofa... I, I mean, Tatupu. I don't. I don't even know how you say his Tatupu? name. Yeah. Yeah. I so say he was really, really good. But I think the only defense really compares to 2001 is last year's Georgia defense. So, and that last year Georgia defense was so good. That was that was a good team yeah. too. So, but both the, I, I didn't do a lot of research on USC because one, I was t- kind of tired and gave up. But I tr- one thing that I consider with you look at schedule is how how good was the records of the other teams because like I remember Dylan Charlie and Blake and I were debating about 19 uh, LSU and uh, 95 might, we might talk about that a little bit too we uh, might uh, we can do that like next week or something yeah but. say tune in but it was interesting because I looked that in consideration and then I uh, saw that but the opponent record for Miami was 81 and 60 which is eh, kind of good I mean 21 wins over losses but I didn't get to USC I don't know I like the two I like the 2004 USC offense but overall the team just 2001 Miami would kill USC absolutely just murder him so I've got USC schedule pulled up here if any of you guys have Miami's pulled up did they have any like close games that year uh the closest game 
Miami faced was against Virginia Tech, which could have ended their win streak. They won 26-24. to Okay, so they did have a close but game. But Virginia Tech was 14th when they played them. Yeah, so because I'm just looking at USC. They had a couple of close games this year, uh, kind of like you, what you were saying. The teams they played, they played Cal, who was number seven at the time, but struggled against them. Uh, dominant win uh, in the national championship against Oklahoma that year 55 to 19 um so yeah I don't know I guess you couldn't really use that argument there but I mean the one thing that my that USC has an advantage over Miami is that they're the only team to stay number one from beginning to end Miami started the year at two and then jumped up at who, who are they behind just curious I don't remember I that's shocking when you look at that team I don't know who was ahead of them but I don't know I say I can look it up real quick. All right, let's say preseason two thousand four, two thousand one, right? Yeah, yeah two thousand one rankings because we're trying to see who was the number one. I want to. It could have Florida. It was Florida. Florida. Okay. okay. Florida. So, so Florida and Miami were the top two teams. Oklahoma going into number that three. Mm-hmm. So interesting. That's, I say that's the only thing that USC has is that the ability to stay number one throughout the whole year um, is kind of interesting because Miami was number one. Then they dropped down to two after See the, after they played Pitt. Yeah. Which is interesting. Top so. four preseason was Florida, Miami, Oklahoma, Nebraska, te- and then Texas at five. So so three of us say the Miami Hurricanes are better. And then Mark, surprisingly, with the bold statement, says the 2004 Trojans would win. So, um, so this concludes our episode. This is number 10 uh, wow. episode. That's kind of a crazy thing about how 10 weeks ago we all started this thing. Ten and, weeks ago, we were in our second week of school. Yeah, so just crazy how time flies. But tune in next week to see how we did it on our picks. And then also, Charlie will be hosting Matchup of the Century. You do not want to miss out. What game could it be? Guess you all to find out next week. So signing off for Charlie, Mark, Dylan, and I'm Anthony. Have a good rest of your day, and we'll catch you on to the next one.